brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. In a cold, far away world. Hi, this is Stan Bush, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Fight in the war for Cybertron, till all are one. You're listening to the All Things Transformers special of... War for Cybertron, the book versus the game. Stay tuned. It has been a peaceful world until pride and a lust for power divided us. Now we fight enemies who were once our brothers. war to return us to glory the Autobots will never sacrifice freedom
The Decepticons will bring this world to order! Our defeat would mean the end of everything. My victory will mark a brilliant new beginning! Welcome to this special episode of All Things Transformers. I'm your host, TFG and Mike, and I'm joined with Peak on Court Michael. Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going. And Spada, how's it going with you, sir? Good. We killed Steve Megatron and buried him in the backyard again. So, yeah, he's going to have to come back to life. Again. And it was a shallow grave. He's got Uh, a standing grave out there. We just leave it open. (laughs) Yeah, it's like hotel reserve now. (laughs) I have a black lantern ring in my uh, top uh, drawer of my dresser. Do you want that? No, we just use shovels. Oh, eh, that'll work. Today we are going to be comparing and dissecting War for Cybertron and Transformers Exodus. Oh man, so how have you guys been? Spada, you can go first. I've been pretty good, except for my caffeine overdose earlier this week. Uh, You want to elaborate on that? Let me just put it this way. I drank two and a half cups of, like, two and a half actual cups, like, a cup of liquid... Of super high octane coffee on Monday, I was so jittery my fingertips were numb. Ooh, that sounds like fun. I couldn't. Sounds t- like NASCAR fuel. I couldn't tell if I had too much caffeine or was having a heart attack. Yikes! That's not <laughs> good, dude. When I came home, my wife my wife said, "You dumbass." what have you been up to michael uh i had a nice trip to the emergency room oh oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay no i thought you meant for yourself like like some like oh great two injured co-hosts lovely not for me uh yeah aiden took a spill and split his head open Ooh. yeah so we spent a couple hours in the emergency room uh, unbeknownst to him, getting stitches. <laughs> so we just said, we're going to have the doctor look at your head and tell us if you need a Band-Aid. And he said, okay. <laughs> you know? And we sat there and waited, and then they gave him stitches. And, you know, it was over in about five minutes, but it was an awful, awful five minutes. Filled with screaming. Filled with screaming, yes. Yeah, it was it was gruesome to watch, to be honest. And uh wasn't terribly happy uh with with you know, just making him go through that. But uh, you know, he had a big gash in his head, you know. I mean we we wouldn't want him to have a, a huge scar there for the rest of his life and I mean you know yeah. who wants to grow up like that? Children where, are cruel. Yeah. Where was the injury? On his forehead, uh, he fell. You know, the kids trip and fall about a hundred times a day, and I didn't think anything of it at first because he just ran right past me in the hall, and then he went. And thump. then there's the blood. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. It didn't bleed. Oh. It's, you know, he's cut himself before and bled. And it's like, oh, my God, where's all this blood coming from? But, you know, a band-aid later, you're fine. Uh, this time, he had a big gash in his head that just did not bleed. And it was about an inch wide, up and down, in the middle of his forehead. And we said, well, do you think <laughs> oh, he's going to need stitches? And she's like, take him now. <laughs> it was it was really creepy, yeah. So we just kind of, you know, mopped it up a little bit and uh, took him to the hospital. And I said, my boy fell down and he's got a big cut on his head. Can we see a doctor? And they're like, sure. <laughs> do you have yeah, I don't. Of course, of course I do. Yeah. Well, I don't think those training wheels are coming off anytime soon. <laughs> Not the rate we're going. Wait, 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 where where are you going to get training wheels for, you know, walking? (laughs) Exactly. Wait, wasn't he on his bike? No, he was walking down the hall. Oh, Uh, I shouldn't say he was running at full speed down the hall, and then he tripped, and his head hit the the corner where the hall is. I thought this was in – you had posted a picture on Facebook or somewhere of him on the bike, and you said something about – we're almost ready to take the training wheels off. And I thought this oh, no. accident happened uh, on the training, bike. No, no, this is completely separate. Yeah. Okay. He was, he was just in the house running and I mean, it was, we had just woken up and wow. you know, I mean, I, I was barely out of my you know, pajamas and, and wasn't expecting to go to the emergency room that, that morning. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And, and this is exactly why there should be no running on the, running in the house and there should be no monkeys jumping on the bed. That's all right. No more monkeys jumping on the bed. <laughs> well, at, least you, at least he's not a teenager and walking around while texting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at that point it's like, you know, that's your own damn fault. <laughs> we had a, we had a case here in Baltimore of apparently these two girls were walking in the inner Harbor while texting and they walked straight out into almost 30-mile-an-hour traffic. Oh, God. They got hurt. They weren't killed. But they got, uh, they got clipped. A glancing blow. Yeah. It's like my arm took off their rearview mirror. You know, that kind of hurt. But like, they were just that. walking and, like, texting. And, like, <laughs> then this car came out of nowhere. <laughs> You've seen the video. Uh, I think it's either Canadian or UK. I think it might be Canadian, but it's a public service announcement where it's literally oh, it, that's, that's girls texting. Yeah, it's girls texting, and they, uh, you know, get in this huge accident and everybody dies. And it's really oh, wow. graphic. Well, there's another commercial of it's just this slow motion picture of a cell phone in a car flying towards the back seat and then it's something like in an accident if you like in an accident if you drop your phone you're not going to be able to call for help or something like that (laughs) wow (laughs) anyway i thought that this is a transformers podcast isn't it yes it is and speaking of transformers uh michael kind of went off on twitter today um I don't know, somebody said something about, uh, oh, a while ago, I think it was General Techno, who is also a a co-host on this show, or Nitro Streak, who was on, called in for one of the voicemails, Uh, well, not for this show, uh, for ToyCast, sorry, I'm getting the two confused, I'm not used to, yeah, Yeah, well, hold on, I'm I'm getting to it, Okay. Uh, said something about there needs to be a 
a puggle former version of Toycast. And I was like, okay, we can make an episode out of that. I just need to talk to Callie beforehand. And there's this chick that makes these puggle formers. They're basically like, I guess they could be considered Transformers Beanie Babies, but she <laughs> customizes them to character specifics. And I said, well, you know, we would do some sort of little interview with you, and then we would just have you on an episode with a bunch of the other people that you've made these for. I said, however, I'm going to need a sample in hand before <laughs> before we do this. So I picked out Chatterglass Rodimus, and she's already designed it and everything else, and it looks awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then Michael responded on Twitter, how come I don't have a Puggle former? And I'm oh, like, "Here's uh, mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I met her at BotCon, and I said, these are yeah. terribly cool, and, you know, I, I think everybody should have one. You know, and she's like, oh, well, that's great. And a few days later, she opens up for commissions, and three minutes later, you know, she's completely swamped. And she's wondering, oh, why are these so popular? What's going on? And I'm thinking, duh, they're terribly cute, and everybody wants one. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I told her. She made she made a long a Transformers animated long long arm Prime Puggle former, and it is adorable. (laughs) It's cute. Oh my god! Yeah, they're they're very cute. They're 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 tiny. They're about the size. Well, I want to say about the size of your fist if you have a very small fist. Might be the size of her fist. She's kind of small. They're a little bit bigger than a kiwi. And I yeah I yeah okay or a very small fist yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, okay, I take that know, back. I, I, They're a little bit smaller than a Krispy Kreme donut. I am looking at a picture comparison picture. <laughs> you comparison the weirdest stuff, dude. Dude, I'm looking at a picture of a of long arm prime puggle former and a Krispy Kreme donut. They're oh, there you go. Next, I am looking at said picture. It's been a long time since I've actually seen a Krispy Kreme donut because they closed down the Krispy Kreme by me. But, but yeah, I, I could buy that. But yeah, yeah, so I told her, I said, you know, quit your job, make 20 of these a day, charge 20 bucks a pop, and, That's going to get old real fast. For 400 her. bucks a day gets old real fast? I don't see how. No, that's, that, okay, yes, the the money would be good, but that... Making 20 that, puggles a day? Yeah, that... Well, you know, did you see the uh, the Big Bang Theory episode where uh, Penny makes Penny Blossoms? And she's like, hooray, yes. I've got an order for a thousand. And and she's like, in two days. And she's freaking out because she can only make two at a time. And so she recruits <laughs> all of her friends to come in and they, they sing uh, work song shanties. And you know, they form an assembly line and they work all night. Yeah, I, 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 it's in the, I think it's in the second season. Yeah, I've got that on DVD. But no, this 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 Rodimus one is, is just it's so awesome because he has the – she put on the – the purple and gray crest, obviously, it's basically Shattered Glass Rodimus' face mold. She's got the goatee on there. And on the back of, like... For the actual podcast, right? Well, yeah, I'm just talking about the picture. <laughs> That's all I'm talking about. I'm not, I don't have it in hand yet. Um, and on the back of it, it's got the little, like, his his wing from the toy. Yeah. And on the side, it has like the flame with the the Autobots, the Shattered Glass Autobot symbol. I thought that was really really cool. So I can't wait to get it's that. Got little puggle ears. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a puggle. Yeah. Um, so, or for Cybertron, where do we want to start with this? 
Uh, why don't we start with similarities? Okay. Okay, that was quick. Okay, let's go to the differences. Uh, um, I, I, I see similarities in the sense that, yes, it has the same characters. Uh, they they both occur on the same planet. Uh, but, you know, when you get deeper into, like, the origin stories of particular characters or how they interact or why they interact then both take completely different turns. Yeah, uh, these, there, there's there's a lot of discrepancies between They them. were not made in conjunction with each other. No, that, that's very, very true. It, which, which is complete opposite to what Aaron Archer said at BotCon. Well, let, let's take an example. Uh, first, I'd say the biggest discrepancy for me is the entire time in the book, Orion Pax was Optimus's original name. Right. And then the Council gave him that name. In the game, he's Optimus through right. the whole thing. Right. And then suddenly he's Optimus Prime. And the, yeah, exactly. At one point, all of a sudden, the Council, who is nothing more than shadowy versions of the Zeta Prime character, are it's like, you are Optimus Prime. It's like, okay, from what you just said, he's always been Optimus Prime. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, but the the even the the circumstances of how he was promoted are different between the book and the game. You well, know, in the book, even... he's promoted because it's like, hey, we really like you, and they promote him. In the movie, in the movie, in the video game, he's promoted almost like a battlefield promotion where my leader is dead, and I I couldn't quite save him, and they're like, well, hey, you know, you're the guy then. And not only that, the in the book, he was promoted because of influence from Alpha Trion, who never shows up in the game. Right. And he's only promoted because he demonstrates wisdom and courage, charisma, and all the necessary things to be a leader, as opposed to Megatron. And not to mention Sentinel Prime, versus Sentinel Prime is in the book, Zeta Prime is in the game. Right, right. Completely different. Now, see, I knew that before I read the book or before mm-hmm. I played the game. So it's uh, it's like, wait a minute. We're already starting with discrepancies. I mean, I heard that at BotCon, and people were talking about it. Like, wait a minute now. And, you know, the way they talked about it, or the way I should say Aaron Archer talked about it, it's like, okay, we're starting a new continuity with the game. The game is the new continuity, and the book is going to tie in. And it's like, okay, but, you know, you have these huge discrepancies where, you know, Starscream is not in charge of an or- orbital station in the book. You know, or... you know, No, no, it, he wasn't in charge of the orbital station in the game. He was in the book. Oh, in the game he was in charge of the orbital. He said in the game, I've, I've been in charge of this orbital station for a thousand years. And, you know, it's it's mine. And the whole point of him being there, the orbital station wasn't even working anymore because it had been nearly destroyed by dark energon projects. And it was his role as a scientist to, you know, continue safely, you know, for the most part, the uh, or I should say not continue or whatever he was doing with the dark energon projects. I mean, he was well, in the know. He knew what was going on. Let's but he in the book, he used. Let's also talk about Starscream in the fact that in the book you realized that he 
while he knew about the Decepticons, he was the one who helped plan the capture of Sentinel Prime. He was not evil, but he was taking advantage of an opportunity. While in the game, he was, at one point, he was, no, you can't do this. We must protect Cybertron, blah, 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 blah. And within two seconds, he went, no, I am now a Decepticon. (laughs) It's like, where did that come from? See, in the game, I kind of got the impression that Starscream wasn't so much a good guy. You know, he was an Autobot, which is weird because he's a plane. But, I mean, basically, he was working alongside Jetfire. And he suddenly decides that, well... I can't get this dark energon to work, but it sounds like Megatron can. So he kind of switches well, allegiances in order to see up. what happens. You're actually mixing stuff up with the game, Michael. That's what I said. Jetfire, that is the game. Jetfire was on the con side. Oh, in the book? In the, in the game. No, in the game, Jetfire is an Autobot. He was on the con side and he left them. To join the Autobots. That's something that's been confusing me because it never has been really specific in either the book or the game. They just mentioned that he was part of the Decepticons at some point. But they never talk about it in the book or in the game. They never talk about why he left other than, okay, he thinks Megatron is insane. Well, okay, yeah, in in that. the in the book, not the book. I'm sorry. I, uh, in the in the game, the game starts off with Jetfire telling Megatron, "You're crazy. Back down." That's within maybe the first half hour of the game. Well, the first couple episodes, yeah. And then he comes back later with, when uh, when Mega when Megatron actually gets to the Dark Energy when he meets Starscream for the first time, and mm-hmm. Jetfire is there, and Jetfire says. Uh, you know, you can't have the Dark Energon, and Starscream says, I'm defecting, I'll be a Decepticon now, and I will give it to you. And Jetfire says, Starscream, you're a traitor, and he flies off. So Jetfire's an Autobot. And then, later on in the game, Jetfire shows up and says to Optimus Prime, you know, what's going on? And Optimus says, you know, I'm taking Battlefield Command now. And you know, Jetfire's like, oh, it's it's sad to see that Zeta's gone. And, you know, it, they make every impression that Jetfire is an Autobot and always has been an Autobot. Or that, Maybe I'm or that he that. leads yeah. the, uh, the uh, aerial bots. Because you have all these nameless aerial bots, and Jetfire yeah. is, in, you know, as far as I can tell, in charge of them. Well, actually, I think Air Raid was actually in charge of them at one point. That's just... Well, that, that, they introduced so Air Raid, but then, yeah. you know, they don't really say that he. I can't. I don't see him as a leader. All he does is get captured. They yeah. mention. I'm not sure if it was Air Raid or in in the game in the flight chapter. I think it was chapter nine because I played as Air Raid and then I played as Silverbolt. Um, and Air Raid makes a snap. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I'd comment to Silverbolt, oh, I guess that's why, you know, why would they choose you as, as the leader of the aerial bots, Silverbolt, seeing as how you're, you're, you're afraid of flying right. or you're afraid of heights or whatever? So, so in the game, Silverbolt is the leader of the aerial bots. Well, you you can choose who the leader was, couldn't you? In the game, I don't think so. I think I don't think I, I so. Think no matter which character you play as of the three that you're given, Silverbolt is the leader. Yeah, yeah. Well, well okay. yeah. They 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 use the same uh, dialogue. Okay. So the dialogue is going to run no matter what. That's why you can only choose three characters because. All the dialogue pertains to those three characters. It doesn't matter yeah. which one it is. I mean, even if you're playing as Megatron, Megatron will say, "Throw the switch," you know, and then nobody throws the switch, and it's like, "Oh, okay, I'll do it," you know. Or hmm. yeah. <laughs> I guess if you're playing as like Brawl, and Megatron says, "You know, throw the switch," then it's like, "Okay, I'll go do it," you know. But if you're playing as Megatron, it gets a little confusing because you're expecting someone else yeah. to follow your command, right? Throw the switch. Press A. <laughs> <laughs> I command you to throw the switch. Press yeah. A. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, there were certain times where, like when you're fighting uh, Omega Supreme, and and uh, I think it's Breakdown. Breakdown says, oh, look, it's his Energon thing popping up out of the ground. What do we do? And Megatron goes, infect it with Dark Energon. And, and I'm like, okay. Starscream, go take care of that, you know? <laughs> it occurs to me, if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. Yep. So at that point, I was kind of happy I was playing as Breakdown, because I could very quickly tear across the battlefield. Whereas, you know, Megatron would poke all you know poke all, all the way across there. And yeah, I was playing as Megatron in that fight. That was, yeah. a, that was a struggle to get to that Energon tank yeah. when you were playing as Megatron, because well, even with holding down the accelerator button... He's slow. He is slow. He's pokey. Yeah, so no, I played his breakdown. I just tore across it. And then once, uh, you know, once I actually infected it, then two steps away, there's this console that pops up. And that releases a giant gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I... you pick up the giant gun and just kind of walk around with it. And, you know, if, if you're breakdown, then that means your two more powerful characters with bigger guns uh, are indestructible. Because if you've noticed, you know your two sidekicks never die. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not. I mean, I'm assuming if you're playing multiplayer or co-op mode, they can die. But if you're just playing by yourself and your two sidekicks are computer-driven, uh, nothing bad ever happens to them. Well, what did you what did you guys think of the AI? I thought it was done really well. I thought the companion AI was good. 
I was going to say that. I spent a goodly chunk of the game following my companions because I mm-hmm. wasn't sure where to go. It's like, yeah. well, where are the, it's like I'm, I'm lost. What do I do now? And they would tear off in another direction, and I would just follow them. And next thing you know, the, uh, the counter would pop up and tell me you know, how close I am to my next objective. Yeah. Uh, enemy AI, not so much. Uh, en- en- enemy AI was pretty, pretty stupid at times. I hate those other jets. The Dece- on the on the Autobot campaign, those Decepticon jets that kind of remind me of Tie Fighters. Yeah, because w- they kind of do that barrel roll mm-hmm. side to side, and I'm like, why the hell am I fighting Tie Fighters and Tie Fighters in a in a Transformers game? That's something that really threw me about the game is. There were some things that they did really, really, really well. Character models, the overall feel of the game. The Autobot campaign, I thought, was severely, was definitely superior to the Decepticon campaign. But then they did some really weird things like TIE Fighters on the Decepticon side. And the last mission of the game is or one of the last missions of the game is a flight sequence that was way too easy. That was where I had to follow the, the, the uh, computer AI. That, and I think that's because of the, um, the Unreal 3 engine being, hey, brown is the default color here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the enemy AI, in, in a lot of cases, I thought, you know, they would just stand still. They would come out and they would fire and stand there, and mm-hmm. especially if I've got the sniper rifle, I'm just picking them off. Boom, 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 and yeah. you know they're they're not they're not putting up much of a fight. Did um, you guys did you guys run out of ammo really quickly? Oh, oh time. yeah, yeah. It was easier just to switch weapons than to find new ammo. Mm-hmm. Yep. The the only part of the enemy AI that I have a problem with that I'm still having a problem with because I'm in the I haven't actually finished the game I'm in the Trepticon battle I can get to the third segment of that where you have to clip his dorsal fin and 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 they call it a dorsal fin I'm thinking this thing is not a friggin' dolphin but my problem with that is when the little friggin' energon spiders, the dark energon spiders, come out, and I'm like, "Well, I'm trying to shoot this thing, yet these spiders are nipping at my legs, and yet I have to bring my axe out because I I, pl- I yep. played the battle as Optimus. I have to bring my melee axe out and kill these damn things, and then all of a sudden I die. I'm like, oh crap! Right. Well, it's easy enough to to kill off the little spider things. That's not a big deal. Mm. It, they're they're distractions, if anything. Yeah. It's not easy when you're playing on the hardest difficulty, because the there are like two or three times more spiders, and the oh. time between the spiders and when he starts shooting you again is like seconds. Uh, see, I'm playing on medium difficulty, and I was wondering like if more bad guys came out on hard, because you you know you'll basically have a wave of bad guys come at you, and you have to defeat them all before you can, you know, see the next cutscene, basically. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just keep killing people until I'm done. But I'm thinking this wasn't that bad. I mean, is there twice as many bad guys on hard, or not? On now, you see, I only played the boss levels on hard, like Omega Supreme and Trypticon on hard. I didn't play. I didn't go back and actually play the other stuff on hard. Uh. 
I don't know. I, I didn't so much have any trouble with boss battles. Uh, the problems I had was, you know, basically just stupid mistakes. Like, uh, there, there's, uh, I want to say an episode where you're escaping Kaon. And yeah. there, the, you're driving across, like, this honeycomb floor. And huge hexagons, you know, or of it just disappear. Oh, yeah. That and I kept was... driving into the hole every – I mean, I probably drove into the hole about five or six times. Well, the, what I did was I would wait a, a second or two and then start driving. And that right. seems to – for me, at least, it seemed to do something. It seemed to help. Make well, it a little finally, easier. it occurred to me that I'm not really in a hurry. They're like, <laughs> go, 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 go. And actually, if you stop and defeat the bad guys, then you can just kind of tiptoe in between the holes. <laughs> right. And that's what I did. And after that, it was a piece of cake. But while I, I thought there was some sense of urgency, and I'm just tearing through there, and every time I fell in the hole. And that, that well, kind of in the Decepticon campaign, there was senses of urgency as well at times. And you never really had to run or speak. Or really speed over anywhere. No, I mean I, I would like to believe that sometimes it helped. Uh, you know, as far as if you're in vehicle mode and you have to jump over a chasm or something, you know, maybe maybe that would be helpful. But for the most part, no, not really. And it it also occurred to me that if I go slowly, especially it's like Starscream, right? If I go slowly. Uh, my partners will zip up ahead and show me the way. Right. Yeah, so I have absolutely no reason to go fast. Did you find when you were in the aerial battles that you could either go really slowly or really fast, but you couldn't match the speed of your AI companions? Yeah. I didn't even try. Honestly, I just went slowly. I, at that point, I wanted to look around and see what was around me. Uh, yeah. I kept finding the uh, the, the hidden you know, Decepticon or Autobot insignias, and I was <laughs> like, "Wow, they, you know, they hide them pretty well." So after a while, I'm just going really slowly and looking around at all the nooks and crannies and trying to find hidden, you know, uh, you know weapon stashes. I, or I had a really hard time finding some of those things. I wasn't even really looking for them. I uh, what did you guys think of, especially with the 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 more the vehicles than the actual jets? What did you think of all the vehicles being hover, and then of course when you ever hit when you hit the accelerator button, it goes to the floor. I like that. I thought that was a nice touch. It's really the best thing they could have done because I'll be honest, I didn't transform all that much unless I was a flyer. I really right. didn't unless uh, unless I was either a tank or a flyer. Because there really wasn't a point. Well, mm-hmm. occasionally you'd have to get from one end of the room to the other very quickly. Like during the Omega Supreme yeah, Battle. Occasionally. Like yeah, I, then I could see it. But for the most part, the, like the speeds were different. I mean, honestly, once you're Megatron, you're going to be plotting ahead in robot mode just as quickly as you're going to plot ahead in vehicle mode. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I could see the transform is if I ran out of ammo, because my tank mode still had ammo. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But other than that, that oh. really, there's really no reason to transform. Now at Comic Con, I believe the folks from High Moon Studios and Activision said they were aware of the ammo problem 
and it's going to be fixed in a patch. Uh, that, that's all well and good for the PlayStation and uh, you know uh, 360. Yeah, exactly. Those guys. For people who play on the PC, as far as I can tell, there won't be any patches or anything. I mean, this this isn't fed through Steam or anything. Yeah, and from what well, I see, that's the thing. When I when I got the game, sorry to interrupt you, but when I got the game, I just got it to play through the story and see the cutscenes. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I, li- I like the gameplay and everything else, and I like being able to fight as the different transformers and stuff like that. But I mean, when I got it for the PC, I'm like, okay, I'm getting this for the single player story campaigns to see what happens. Right. I, I really for the PC. Let's be honest, this is a very poor PC port. Um, at least it's not as bad as Grand Theft Auto 4 where they, when you go to change your control configuration, it shows you an Xbox 360 controller instead of computer controls. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> but uh, overall, I really enjoyed playing the game. I, I don't really have... I kind of wish that they would have figured out a way to have the the character on the right side of the screen instead of the left, but I've gotten used to it, so it's okay. Mm. Um, do you, I don't know how they're going to do a sequel. I hope this game sells. I really do. And I think it is selling, but I don't know how they're going to do a sequel, if they even can. I'm not even sure if they... I mean, I know that they would probably want to, the the only other thing that I can think that they would do, just going off of the game continuity and the book continuity, is that they set it on Earth. Right. For Prime. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only thing they can do. And for those listening, I mean the, the series Transformers Prime. Yeah, Transformers Prime. Yeah. Um, have all, I know Spade has read the book, and I've read the book. Have, Michael, have you read the book, or do you have it? Uh, I do not. I did read uh, the Wikipedia entry, uh, which is basically the book, sadly. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No, it's got the whole story there. My... It's got the story and how the story compares to the comics and how the story compares to the game and uh, references, notes, all sorts of things. It's, it's pretty yeah. uh, comprehensive. Yeah, my thing with the comparison between the book and the game, to me, if you take out the whole, you know, the the comparisons between the two, basically the book um, is a more extensive story, and the game pretty much takes all the, the um, exposition out. Because it's like, in, in the book you have at least... I forget what chapter it is. There's a there's a chapter after the war starts in the book where Alpha Trion is like five or six pages. Alpha Trion is just telling you about all these battles oh, that are happening. That was and I was rough. like, oh, can this can this like go by already? Stop, you know, put the damn quill down and and just. I will oh. admit that was the hardest part of the book to read, and that was it, maybe it that was maybe at the halfway point. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the game starts, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, because all, you know, like you were saying earlier, Michael, about, you know, Optimus being called Orion Pax in the book, like the first five or six, maybe seven chapters are all about Orion Pax and, and Alpha Trion and him being a data clerk and, 
him wanting to learn about Megatron or, you know, Megatronus, as it's called in the book, which that is the worst fucking name for a Transformer I, I, I ever. I pronounce it Megatronus. Yeah. Yeah. Just to Ex- expect this Megatronus. Yeah, I, I, I it's the stupidest name I've ever heard for a Transformer. Well, apparently, uh, it's the original name of the Fallen. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it sounded much cooler when Aaron Archer was explaining it and showing us the pictures of what they look like. <laughs> Seriously, did he actually? They showed pictures of what the 13 are going to look like? They did, yeah. Uh, apparently, well, probably about half of the 13. Uh, so it's, it's what, Liege Maximo, Alpha Trion, Megatronus, Prima, and I know there was a fifth one, but I can't remember. Uh, me neither, yeah. Now, they showed the Fallen. And what I mean, they did, did they... though... They they made it very obvious. They want to beat you over the head with it. It says Megatronus, and then they X'd it out, and below that put the Fallen. And then it looked like Megatronus, except he was black and on fire. Oh. Yeah. So what, did he more resemble the movie The Fallen or The Fallen from the game? The game. Oh, I'm sorry, the comic. The comic. Uh, you know what? Megatronus, Megatronus, Expecto Patronus. Looked uh, potato potatoes. Exactly, it looked a lot like um, Megatron from the movie. You know, he looked like somebody just kind of made a stick man out of tinfoil and crumpled him up. Uh, really? But the uh, the fallen kind of looked like Megatronus, except he was on fire. If that makes sense. So you take movie Megatron and was you kind of paint him black it? and put him on fire, and that would be the fallen. Was it like red fire or purple fire? I seem to remember it being red. Okay. So it's basically like the burning fallen toy that we got a little while ago. Well, no, it didn't look like the fallen at all. Okay. It looks like Megatron. No, I mean as far as the colors. It was like the burning fallen figure in the Revenge of the Fallen line. Uh, no, not really. I would kind of oh. compare it more okay. to the War Within Fallen. Oh, Okay. Yeah. So no, I mean, about... I, I didn't look at it and go, whoa, this is crap. But the cool thing was that they, they didn't – I want to say they didn't do the art in-house. They went to certain comic companies and said, this is a character we want to portray. Why don't you have an artist make, work it up for us? And so each one was slightly different depending on who the artist was. But they all looked really, really nice. I mean this wasn't normal just box art type stuff. This was like something that you'd want on a poster. Ooh. It was really nice. I really, I really wish well, that it could have been a lot. They probably haven't finalized any of that stuff yet, so that's oh, probably right. why they can't like release it to the public. Right, right. But I would love. You no, know I'd to love to have something. a poster of. Mm. What? Michael's like, oh, great! Here we go. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> I would love to have a poster of the book cover. Really? Yes. I, I wasn't terribly impressed with the book cover. Uh, it's because you haven't held it up close and personal. It is embossed on on the symbols. No, I've seen it. I just I was like, oh, okay, whatever. It uh, it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I don't know. I, like I said, I I saw it in the store, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait for the uh, six dollars soft cover. <laughs> or better yet, I'll read the wiki page, which pretty much tells me the whole damn story. So <laughs> this is like uh, five pages of wiki. 
Literally. Somebody, I on one of my, and I know Michael commented on on Facebook about the video that uh, I did an update video after I read the book, and uh, <laughs> somebody commented on. I think they commented on my YouTube channel that, oh wow, the book really reminds me of the TFGM podcast logo. I was like, exactly. That's exactly why I wanted to get it. Besides the fact of the story. <laughs> But um, going into the book a bit, I all right. An animated Sentinel Prime was a douchebag. He was he was meant to be a a a, a character you love to hate. Um, in the book, he's a badass. Well, <laughs> he doesn't start off as one. Well, what what I mean by he's a badass is that when he like after Starscream lets him go. Uh, and of course, spoilers for those who haven't read it. Uh, but you know, Michael probably won't read it until six months from now. But anyway, um, when Starscream lets him go and he's like hiding in the the tunnels and whatever, and Megatron's down there looking for him or whatever, he he's just in the shadows and he calls Megatron Upstart, and he keeps calling him Upstart. And I'm thinking, wow. You got some brass balls, Sentinel. <laughs> well, not only that, he went from this kind of an arrogant prick, and then he realizes the error of his ways. I think he, he literally says, time and quiet are a warrior's best friend or something like that. Yeah. And he completely like changes his tune, and then the fight sequence between Sentinel and and Megatron is honestly epic in the book it is epic in the game the zeta fight was probably the most contrived and stupid video game boss fight i've played in a long time (laughs) and in the book i I don't know what they've got um i I forget what, what it is in the game but in the book they have what is it the code key of power and the code key of oh what's the the code key of justice and the code key of power, I believe, is within Sentinel Prime. Um, oh, wow. What? <laughs> All right. Having not read the book and not having read that in the wiki, uh, I'm completely lost, but it sounds kind of um, bad. Basically, think of the code keys as... The, the key master and the, and the gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, well, yeah, if you want to do the Ghostbusters reference, but I was going to say two halves of the Matrix of Leadership, even though that's not what they are, but... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli? I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like... Sentinel had it inside him, like Optimus has the Matrix inside him type of deal. Yeah. 
And so that that was very very cool. I and they ripped it out of him. Yeah, it literally rips it out of him, which is pretty freaking hardcore. And the funny thing was, Sentinel was still alive after it. <laughs> yep. But they don't do it. They don't shoot missiles at each other. They don't do the transformation. They do it old school with swords. Yep. Uh, There's a lot of nods. And then the the ensuing battle between Megatron and Starscream I thought was really good in the book, which never, ever happened in the game. And I really, really think the game should have had something. Yeah. There is a ton of nods in the book to other continuities. You got Ultra Magnus leading the Wreckers. Mm -hmm. Um, With a hammer. Yes, with the the hammer. (laughs) Mini cons are mentioned. And (sighs) the distrust that regular Transformers have of mini cons. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, I know they, they talked about the minicons, and in fact, uh, in the game, the uh, I want to say that the tape cassettes yes. are considered minicons. You're correct. They are. That was a great battle, by the way, the Soundwave battle. The Soundwave battle was awesome. Yeah. For the simple fact that Rumble is Rumble's right. movie Rumble's movie line is so out of place, but it's cool that they put it in there. Yes, that <laughs> that we cracked the shell. Then we cracked the egg. <laughs> Yeah. Um, did you guys notice in the in when they're going through Kaon before that you get to the Soundwave battle when they oh, first the mockery enter? of justice? Yeah. Spare me the of justice. So, uh, Shut up. <laughs> I laughed so hard because th- doesn't it start? Doesn't it start with guilty or innocent, and then it goes spare me this mockery of justice? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh God, I laughed so hard. Actually, yeah, I was playing true. it, and I kind of did like a fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a fan wank. And you know what? When that happened, I spun the camera around. I'm like, where is that coming from? Where is that coming from? <laughs> you know, I yeah, I wanted to go back and play that again because I didn't realize you could spin the camera. I thought it was a cutscene. And I was like, oh, man, I got to play this again. I'll probably play the whole game again as different characters. but I played yeah. it as... Mostly Prime and Megatron. I would love to go I back and play it as like a scout or something. Yeah, no oh. breakdowns a lot of fun. There needs to be a lot of fun. There needed to be more flying sections. I really wanted another flying section for each because on the Decepticon yeah. side, you only got one time where Starscream and company were actually in a big open area flying around. Right. Yeah. In that section, I played as Skywarp. <laughs> I, I, I I couldn't bring myself to use Starscream. That uh, was Starscream says. You uh, must think I'm as dumb as Skywarp. Skywarp yeah. says, "I'll show you dumb Starscream." And Starscream says, "You always do." <laughs> I said, "You know they have these characters nailed. This is awesome." Oh, oh yeah. You know the what only, did you guys? The only thing I didn't like about it. The Seekers, I hated Starscream's voice. That's what I was going to just ask. What did you guys think of the voice acting in the game? For the most part, I liked it, but I didn't like Starscream's voice, and I did not care for Ironhide's voice. 
And what is with Ratchet now becoming, like, British? (laughs) (laughs) That's what he sounded like in the movie. I know. I know, but that's... Kind of. I, I'll stupid. take that. I mean, over over you know, crotchety old guy ratchet. Uh, good. Yeah. I'll, I'll take British ratchet. I didn't think Ironhide was bad. You know who I thought was awesome uh, was uh, Warpath. Yeah, and the was, Yeah, he was pretty cool. Bam! Yeah, kapow! He's like, yeah. I'm gonna open up a whole can of kapow. <laughs> <laughs> I think now, my biggest um, my biggest disappointment for the voices though was Soundwave. Now let me explain. I, okay. I'm glad they had the vocoder effect in there, uh-huh. but for the life of me, I couldn't understand what he was saying. I it must be my TV, or maybe it was the way the audio was coming out of the PS3, eh. but I could not understand anything he was saying. I could, like, he would start talking, and I'd be with him, and then, like, after a word or two, nothing. I couldn't understand anything. Hmm. Now, I understood what he said. It was tough sometimes, though. It, it wasn't as tough as, say, like, Stephen Hawking, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't that awful. I liked it. I, I liked yeah. that they used the vocoder. Uh, I liked the, the you know, I... I it was just very G1 for me, especially when you saw him transformed into boombox mode. In the, the boombox mode, yeah. In the battle, I yeah, where that. he transforms. He's kind of standing in front of Zeta Prime, and he yeah. lets yeah. out the, the, the sonic booms or whatever. And, you know, he's still letting out the sonic attacks as you're fighting the uh, the tapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish to hell, and I know this is never going to happen, mm. but I wish to hell they would have made the toy a triple changer. To have oh. the tape deck mode from from the game design, mm-hmm. that would have been so freaking awesome. If anything, they might release a second one that's a tape deck where the tapes actually come out. Well, what oh. really really sucks is they said at San Diego Comic Con these are all the figures we're getting for right now, the ones that well, have been it, announced, and they have a lot more figures they could make. Oh yeah, you know. I, I I don't care if you disagree with me or not when I say this, but I'm sorry. You know the fangirl rage for especially for Scream and Skywarp. You know they're going to make a star a, a star Scream Skywarp and Thundercracker three. Whether they make it as three packs or individual figures, they, you know they're going to make those. I just pray that they don't make them Botcon exclusives for next year. <laughs> I was just going to say that you're going to you're going to find one star Scream on the shelves, and then the next year they're going to. Repaint him as Skywalker. I mean, we are Trek. now. It's Bot- been, what was it, BotCon 2007 that they released um, Thundercracker, Dirge, and Thrust. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's three years later that we are now just starting to get those figures after, yeah. uh, after, I, th- after uh, Dirge. I feel cheated. All we need is Thundercracker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel cheated. After having. Uh... You know, after going to BotCon and getting those figures, now it's like, wait a minute, they're gonna, you know, how many years later they're gonna come out with the same figure? That's kind of mm-hmm. crap. Well, there the, was the thrust figure is actually different. It is legitimately right. different. No, he's got snap-on hydrofoils or whatever. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah. Uh, I've got him sitting right next to me actually, and <laughs> it's a great figure. I mean, it is a legitimately. I think that 
the thrust figure is actually better than all the other seekers. Really? Yeah. The paint. Yeah, I job haven't. I haven't transformed amazing. mine yet. I, I've just got them sitting on my desk. The paint job is amazing, and just I just I love the paint job, and I love the way that the wings look. Unfortunately, he is a little top heavy, but otherwise he looks great. And I've got him uh, connected to a um, uh, a Tamiya action stand, and just have him like displayed in the air, just pointing his guns in different directions, and it looks great. That's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, there was someone on YouTube that I that I subscribed to. I think it was Night Slash Twenty or Night Slash Twenty Two. I don't know. He does video reviews. He does like little vlogs about you know his, his thoughts on Transformers, and he did one on, on War for Cybertron. And he mentions that he you know all all due respect to Colin, he thinks that they should have got somebody else to voice Prime in the game. What do you guys think? Does Cullen's, you know, prime voice fit the character in the game? I was going to bring this up. Hmm. I think they're spreading Cullen a little thin. <laughs> I mean, I love Sweet. Peter Cullen. I love him to death. He right. he will always be Optimus Prime. But, but. there's something. It was. It's weird in the movies and in the game, there's something missing. There's this this sense of whimsy from his voice that is just missing. I don't... I can't really explain it, but if you go back and watch season one of... Uh, or G1, yeah. he has this tone in his voice back then that he's missing now. Yeah, and it's I'm called all... 25 years of living. Well, I mean, <laughs> I besides, besides that, besides uh, that, I mean, the mannerism of the voice is right. significantly different. I think partially that's going to be up to, uh, you know, the voice director. Yeah. And that... how they want him to sound. I mean, now it's he's more, you know... I mean, well, one thing I would mention is that the... Uh, Although they sound alike, because you know he's only got one Optimus voice now, mm-hmm. uh, the the Optimus from the game is not the "Give me your face" Optimus from the movie. No, it isn't. You are correct. You know they're just written completely different. You know, and you know Cullen, uh, you know, just downright swears, "Oh no, you know, I'm I'm keeping it real." This is this is the same prime and and uh he stands for dignity and truth and justice and give me your face. You know, somebody actually stood up and asked him in a panel, What do you think of give me your face Optimus? And he said, I think it would hurt my face. You know <laughs> But yeah. uh but he, he said, No, no, this is the same Optimus. There's there's no there's nothing different here. This is the same guy. And I, I beg to differ and I think you know, judging from the crowd and the murmurs from the crowd, I think a lot of people uh, would beg, beg to, to differ. differ. Right. Have you, but, well, and, and the other Optimus thing is G one Optimus, as far as I can tell, it's as close yeah. as he's going to get. I think right. at this as point. As, right. What I would have liked to have heard is the same thing they did in the game. You have one. You, let's say you get David K to play the voice for Orion Pax or plain old Optimus, and he can come close to Optimus, but he's not. 
the gravitas, you know, that you get from Cullen. Uh, and then when he's granted the, the matrix of leadership or he's, you know, given the name Prime, at that point, bring in Cullen. And now he's upgraded, and he's the prime. That was also something that kind of irritated me. You had, from all we've known, and it was proven in the, it was shown in the original movie, in the 1986 movie, once you get that matrix, you change. Not just your voice, but physically, you change. They did it in the Dreamwave comics. They talked about it in the original comics. When uh, Thunderwing corrupted the matrix, he physically changed right it's something that physically changes and you didn't get that in the game and even in the book like you got a sense when he got that mate when he got the matrix he changed something Mm. inside him they made a point to say inside he is a different person now and I think the game falters at the point of, well, I understand the whole point is you have to call him. And see, I don't know. A lot of people, whether they're Transformers fans or not, should know that Optimus used to be Orion Pax. I mean, you can go to Wikipedia oh, and look it up. know that unless you're a fan of the 1984 All right, well, That's something fine. that really isn't – we consider it canon and we consider it common knowledge. But that hasn't been something that's been really put out there. Well, I'm surprised that the game designers, seeing as how Matt Teeger has said specifically, I'm a big Transformers fan. Every you know, everybody that works in the game has been a huge Transformers fan, and we wanted to make a game not only for regular people but also for the fans and this, that, and anything and everything else. If you start, so if you start like looking, just I'm, you know, this Hasbro had its hand in a lot of stuff. Oh, oh yeah, of course. I mean, oh, if yeah. you look at the book specifically that whole like three paragraphs of oh and we launched the all spark which has never been mentioned before into space and bumblebee now can't talk yeah okay that was the hell did that come from exactly that's my favorite part is bumblebee talking in the game well yeah not bumblebee but no yeah it's it's the the interaction of the characters as they're going through the their their chapter whichever three characters in the game bumblebee's voice was the most perfect Bumblebee voice we've had in years. And guess what? GeekCast Radio Network will be talking to Bumblebee at the end of August. I have sent a request to interview Johnny Young Bosch, who is also Adam Park, the Black Ranger from Power Rangers. (laughs) 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 I'm sure you know I'm a huge Sentai fan. Well, that's good news. That'll be interesting to hear. Yeah, that was, I mean, honestly, he is now the voice of Bumblebee for me. He really is. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm really, really tired of this Bumblebee has no voice or he's, he's this, okay, it made sense in the first movie. I was fine with that in the first movie. In the second movie, okay, it's getting old. They better right. have something in the third movie. <laughs> and that's the other thing. You, you know that they're paying uh, Mr. Mark Ryan a percentage of of some sort of fee to have his name attached to saying that he is the voice actor of Bumblebee. And I'm thinking, okay, how the hell is he the voice actor of Bumblebee unless he lets out like a little meep or, 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 or some, some sort of yeah, noise effect? Two lines. Yeah. I know. 
<laughs> exactly. And, and looking, it's not exactly a voice. And listening back to the original movie when he says, Sir, I'd like to go with the boy. That was a line from Oliver, I think. Like, the musical. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that. I, I don't know either, but I, I'm not really sure. But but I do agree with you, Spada. Johnny Young Bosch did a, an awesome job. As, and he's not even really doing a different – it's his voice. I mean, it's – I mean, he's, I guess if you really – He is obviously adding inflections here and there. and Yeah. But it's it's a perfect voice for Bumblebee, I think. Yep. No, it, it's not. I enjoyed it. But again, I think it, there's a, a certain amount to be said for uh, the way the characters interact. It's the writing. There's just very mm-hmm. well written stuff there. Yeah, I, in I really both the book and that. in the game. Yeah, and, and, and you guys were saying that you know that Hasbro had a hand in the book and the game, and obviously, I mean, Hasbro just basically contracted Alex Irvine out. I mean, I'm betting that Aaron Archer had an entire treatment filled out and said, here, just, you know, put in little things here and there and there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty much betting that Irvine had nothing to do with the book other than putting his name on it. I wouldn't go that I, far. I wouldn't go that far. I'm sure he did write it, but I'm sure he would write, okay, I'm sure there was an outline that he needed mm-hmm. to follow and they said, well, this is how we want to go. This is what we need. Like you said, there was a treatment. And I bet you I bet you this was maybe the third or fourth or fifth. Right. And there's a goodly chunk of con- contradiction there. Yeah. Just all over the place as far as, uh, you know, different characters. At one point, you know, they say, oh, Starscream's a scientist. And then another point, they go, no, he's not a scientist. Or... Uh, you know, certain things that just don't make sense where that could be attributed to, you know, they just missed it in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the biggest things and one of the biggest things in the book that I, I just absolutely had, a, it just went all fanboy on was when they were talking about building the Ark mm-hmm. and the fact that Alpha Trion was going to help build the Ark. So technically Transformers now has Noah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was I was actually talking to my wife about that and she's like she turned to me and she said, So wait, are they going to have two of every bot or something? <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense, yeah. One male, one female, one male, one female. <laughs> Up the arc. Yes. Um but but the other thing that I really went all fanboy over when they started mentioning Project Generation 1. I, I just I, I just kept laughing and just, like, grinning from ear to ear. I was laughing like, for a different reason, but uh, <laughs> I was laughing because I was like, oh, God, they went there. Oh, God. <laughs> so, wait a minute. I, I have a question. What's uh-huh. Generation 2, and is that stupid mother-effing cube involved? Dude, you can curse on this show. We don't care. Um, yeah, I, I... It's the Cosmic Cube. I don't know how anybody grew up watching G1 episodes inside the cybernetic space cube. I have no freaking clue. And I tried watching some of these things, 
And it's like really horrible cut scenes. And it's like, holy crap, a five-year-old could make a better YouTube video than this crap. They effectively took an intern and said, hey, guess what you get to do? Jump cuts! <laughs> I don't think that's so much the case. I mean, honestly, in in the early 90s, that was, you know, especially yeah. when, you, when you look at uh, uh, MTV short attention span theater type situations where that was the way they filmed things back then and they said you know let's take this you know tired early mid 80s stuff and and you know make it jiggy yeah, and, and that's hey beavis let's come back to mtv now in 2010 now that they have no other content <laughs> <laughs> well not to get too far off topic but i think that's uh mtv's uh, attempt to reintroduce sexual music videos to their <laughs> yeah yeah um, overall I and, and again I really can't talk about the end of the game because obviously I'm still stuck on that stupid dinosaur dragon sword looking <laughs> triptychon thing I swear when he turns to the side to, to do the tail attack he looks just like dragon sword <laughs> oh you're you're absolutely right <laughs> I feel kind of bad for you that you know what Dragon's Sword looks like, but yeah, we'll just leave. What are you talking, dude? I grew up on Power Rangers. Shut up! But overall, I, I really enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the continuity that gave us. Um, hopefully, Transformers Prime will do it some sort of justice. What what do you guys think of the fact that there are no figures for this series? For which series? For, oh, for Prime. Uh, for Prime. You know, I've They'll seen... Eventually. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was going to say, they'll come eventually. Uh, I'm really surprised they didn't show off any anything uh, at the uh, BotCon designers panel. Uh... This is going to be another one of those situations where you see the the initial pictures, like from uh, animated, right? And you say, "I don't see how they're going to take this prime and turn it into a truck and make that a toy." There's just no way in hell. And then when you see him, it's like, "Oh my god, this is the coolest thing ever!" And I must own them all. And you know, the funny thing is, uh, animated prime is probably the Voyager class figure is probably the best figure in that line. Uh, well, there's a lot of really good figures in that line. I'm Let me put it this way. That's my favorite figure in the line. The- <laughs> okay, okay. Even though you forgot to pull his legs all yes. the way down in the review. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, there's a lot of figures I like. I like Lockdown. I like Blur. Uh, I like all of the activators. I think those are awesome. But the thing that I don't like about Prime is that they, it's essentially uh, animated movie styles. And I don't like any of the movie styles. I'm just not a big fan. Um, we, I, I co- this past week um, on Nerd News, I covered the Transformers Prime stuff from SDCC. 
and I showed them Spada included all of the, I posted the link to TFW with all the pictures from that panel of the prime designs. I had seen them as they were coming through, but yeah. Okay. Um, and Spada had mentioned that, you know, you're talking about the toys. How can they make toys? How can they make alt modes out of those robot modes? Or how yeah, can they make exactly. robot modes out of those alt modes? Because those things are they're practically seamless. Yeah. But I was yeah, I, I was looking at the RC there, Mike, and are the wheels for that figure in the legs? Do you remember you mean, which RC? Uh um TF Prime RC. I I don't remember. I can try to look it up. Because if they were, then that could very easily be a remold of animated Prowl. Huh. Uh, I'm not sure. Let me see if I can get get the uh, TFW thing up here. Say something. We don't need dead air. <laughs> All I hear is you typing. We have to have you typing at least once during every episode. Eh, he can edit this in post. He won't. (laughs) (laughs) And we have to have at least one time saying, yeah, Mike's going to edit this out, because he won't. Uh, Yeah, if we ever start up the drinking game again, that'll be it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, you've effectively stopped saying, oh, I don't know. It used to be every time Mike said, I don't know, and then you take a drink. And you could get pretty well sloshed by the end of, a, oh, let's say any random TFG1 episode. Yeah. TFG1 podcast. That's pretty funny. Oh, you know, we, we should start wrapping this up. Okay. I'm, I'm, um, I'm tired. That's fine. <laughs> uh, final thoughts on book versus game. Spada, which do you think is better? I, as, I, far, as far as the story and the continuity goes. The story and the continuity, the continuity, I actually prefer the book more. I thought the book was was just more coherently put together. And I really think it was just a better story. Now, obviously, I didn't get to shoot anything while reading the book, which <laughs> is kind of a downer, but I, I enjoyed the game. I honestly legitimately enjoyed the game, but story-wise, I think the book was better. I agree. See, I haven't actually read the entire book yet, but I can imagine that okay, there's a lot more the... story involved. Uh, the Did game you enjoy was pretty the... much... Did you enjoy the story of the Wikipedia page or the uh, or the game better? <laughs> well, no. What I, what I had read from the Wikipedia page, there's a lot of information there. I mean, it starts from the humble beginnings of Megatronus, who didn't have a name, to and Orion Pax, to you know, all the way at the end where they're escaping in the Ark and the Nemesis is chasing them. I mean, there's a lot of story there, uh, and the game was pretty much one battle. It's okay. Yeah. Optimus is already a soldier. And he's out there fighting the good fight against Megatron's forces, and you know Megatron's got his dark energon, and you know I mean it's it's like here's a battle, probably twenty four to forty eight hours of real time by the looks of it, in all. Uh, I... As opposed to you know this this huge sweeping epic that the book portrays. Not to mention yeah. the fact that you know there's going to be a lot of. Uh, uh, I don't want to say exposition, but yeah, it's, it's a lot more dialogue and a lot more oh, descriptions, yeah. and you're going to have a better feel for 
what's going on with all these characters in the book uh, versus in, in the game. You know, the dialogue is nice. You get to hear three characters at a time chat, uh, mostly during battle. Uh, and, and you see some side things, you know, like in the prison and, you know, uh, if you're on in the base and the way people interact with the leaders, you know, things like that. But, again, it's a, it's a very short bit of time that you're dealing with. And, you know, the, the story's nice for, you know, 48-hour time span, but it's not, it's not going to be as, as uh, all-encompassing as the book would be. So I look forward the, to reading the book. Yeah. In the game, does Trypticon have three modes? No. Okay. I don't like that. I don't like how his alt mode is an orbital gun, but in the book, he is this this platform station weapon thing, and he turns into the dinosaur, obviously, and then he turns into the nemesis. I did not see that coming, and I absolutely loved it out of the book. You know, that was, that was one thing I was thinking about. I was like, where are they going to fit like the nemesis in? And yeah. Oh, it's Trypticon. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, in, in, in Transformers Animated, which they borrow heavily from, right, uh, the arc, or, or, well, not so much the arc, because all the ships were the same, but, you know, the, the ship that they had was Omega Supreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, wow, I'm surprised they didn't just make Omega Supreme the arc, as opposed to having Ultra Trion, or Ultra Trion, uh, Alpha. Alpha Trion uh, build it. Yeah. No, it's Trion. Well, not- well, you couldn't really fit the entirety of the population, or most of the population, inside Omega. Omega, yeah. You could you could fit an endlessly spawning series of aerial bots, but not everything else. <laughs> yeah, I got one last question, then we'll wrap. What do you guys think of the um, the plot point of Energon comes from Primus and Dark Energon comes from Unicron? Uh, I think it has potential. I think it has potential, but it also kind of unnerves me because it's like they're seeding. It's like they are seeding the idea. <laughs> they're foreshadowing Unicron. a yeah. Unicron encounter. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. The Unicron... But then you also have you know Unicron worshippers like they had in the in the uh, the original comic book, the Simon Furman years. Well, I think it's more of people are addicted to Unicron, not worshipping Unicron. Because in the book they talked about Dark Energon as being more of the most, like, addictive thing ever. (laughs) It's crack. Yeah, yeah. well, honestly, seriously, in the book they they make it out to be some sort of drug. See, they didn't so much... Make it out to be that in in the video game. I can see how you could do that, you know. And you'd have uh, you'd have Megatron there in full on Freddy Krueger mode with with the uh, shrapnel, shrapnel. Uh, was it hypodermic needles for fingers? <laughs> Megatron says, "Let's get high." Oh God, that's horrible. <laughs> that's not a fusion cannon on its arm. What is it? It's a really big needle. It's a really big needle. <laughs> Why am I flashing to the scene in Armageddon where um, Will Patton goes, oh, gee, lady, I'm only here to drill. She holds up this large syringe. She goes, funny, so am I. 
<laughs> All right, and on that note, I think we're going to end this special War for Cybertron book versus game uh, episode of All Things Transformers. Thank you for joining us here on All Things Transformers. There's a ways to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com. Join the forums, productionempire.com slash nexus. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. You can follow us on Twitter. Predacon Empire is the Twitter for HTTF. Mine is TFG1 Mike. Spada, what is your Twitter? I am at Bolt Matrix. That's B-A-L-T-M-A-T-R-I-X. You can also and catch me at that name on YouTube. Yes. And Michael? I'm changing mine to Send Me a Puggle. No, you better not. <laughs> uh, my Twitter is uh, PeconCT Michael. Yes, become a fan on Facebook. Search GeekCast Radio Network. Join the voicemail line. Not join the voice. Join the voice. What the hell? <laughs> Call the voicemail line. Yeah, yeah, I'm barely awake now. Call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name. 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed this episode of All Things Transformers and wish you'll join us next time. For now, I am TFG1 Mike with Michael. You go first. I'm uh, Michael Wilson. And I'm Matt Spada saying, join the voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God Mike Dodd isn't on this, because holy crap, he would find a way to use that against me. Anyways, we will see you next time, folks.
Michael Wilson. Now you want to record yes, it. Yes, am right. <laughs> Michael Wilson, you told me to... What did you tell me about Transformers? I said, no hating until you're done waiting. And the whole point there was, you know, you and Steven immediately jumped on Transformers Prime and said, it's going to suck. It's going to suck. And I said... Don't worry, it'll be it'll be great. The animation's going to be awesome, and the writing's going to be fantastic. And I said, no hating until you're done waiting. And uh, after uh, the footage and the pictures that came out of the San Diego Comic Con, I can say within a, a 55 percent certainty that I'm done waiting, and, and I hate it. You heard it here fo- first, folks, on all things Transformers. Pecan Court Michael has gone back on his word, and he has gone back on his advice, and he hates Transformers Prime. And he has joined the voicemail. (laughs) Joined the voicemail. I'm not saying that that I've gone back on my word. What I said was, wait until more concrete evidence comes out. We don't know anything about this. It could be awesome. And I've seen pictures. I've seen a preview. I'm not all that impressed. My uh, only problem and, with it was I was worried it was going to be a movie tie-in. And now that they've specifically come out and said that it's going to be War for Cybertron continuity, I love it. But it's move it's it's movie designs. It's mo- it's movie designs and animated designs mashed together. You know what? It's going to be a, a War for Cybertron tie-in about as much as the the video game was. <laughs> Because I bet you money, Ortsman and Kurtzie didn't read that book, and I bet you money they haven't played the video game. The writing may be good because they're in charge, but it's not going to tie in. I'm sorry. Even without Michael Bay, I seriously doubt Orsi and Kurtzman can write a good Transformers cartoon. They may be great at doing Alias because they wrote a few episodes of that, and they were awesome writing Star Trek. I'm sorry, I don't care. Even if, thank God, Bay's not attached to it, but even if Bay wasn't attached to it, they still can't write Transformers fiction for shit. We'll see. I, I have a feeling that the, the the new cartoon will have a lot to do with the movie and little to do with War for Cybertron or the book. Well, that sucks. And on that note, later on, folks. <laughs>
In a cold, faraway world, a battle is raging between evil and good. From the stars that came here to earth, caught in this struggle through the whole universe. Robotic warriors give it their own, fighting disguise to the victors. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.